Welcome to Winning on Wednesday. I'm Juan Vitas. I'm the co-founder of Winning on Wednesdays. Today's guest, we have Meryl Loeschner. Meryl Loeschner fell in love with podcasting several years ago. You could blame the Pittsburgh Penguins for that. A corporate storyteller for years, she quickly realized the power and reach of a well-made podcast. Meryl has been working in marketing and business development for over three decades. After getting her degree in communications, she worked with lawyers, scientists, and engineers across the world, from small technology startups to multinational corporations. She is now an independent marketing consultant and podcast producer, helping growing small companies find their voice and tell their stories. A published author since she was the age of nine, she loves to coach her clients on the power of storytelling and differentiate themselves in a crowded and clamorous market. No one loves a sales pitch, but everybody loves a good story. Welcome, Meryl. Welcome to the Winning on Wednesday. How are Thank you today? I am very well, Juan. Thank you for that wonderful intro. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you wrote, you wrote it yourself, so how could I mess up? But I have to tell you, I, I practiced that over and over like 10 times. So I hope I did a good job. I hope I did you justice. Anyway, welcome. Welcome to our show. Um, so to, to tell us a little bit about yourself, um, I would like to always start from the beginning where mm-hmm. it all started. And, <laughs> and it starts with, our, with the parents. Tell mm-hmm. us what your parents did for a living, because, you know, we, we always tie this into the business uh, community. So we want to see what your parents did for a living. So we want to know what your background is and just tell us from the very beginning until, you know, seven. How, how's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, not a problem. My dad was an electrician, general contractor and a salesperson. So he is one of the people who always told me buy cheap, buy twice. And so know the value of work and know the value of your own work. And my mom was director of marketing for Nikon. So I grew up in a house full of high-end camera equipment. So my first job as a teenager was as a professional photographer. And that's pretty much how I paid my way through college. Wow. That's what I have to say about that story. It's just, wow. That's pretty awesome. Um, and and uh, tell us, uh, look, when you were seven, what did you want to be when you wanted to grow up? Oh, that was various things. I've always been a science junkie. I've always loved science documentaries. I blew up the backyard picnic table twice with chemistry sets, destroyed the stove the same way. I was the only one in kindergarten who knew Mohs scale of hardness because I was in a geology phase at that point. And I also kind of wanted to be a witch, but then I realized that modern witchcraft is called chemistry. And so I started to learn more about chemistry. So I've always been a, an unapologetic science junkie. Tell us the truth, Meryl. You were trying to make gold, right? You were trying to be an alchemist. That's what you were trying to be, right? <laughs> well, that, then I discovered the power of baking, and that turned chemistry into dessert. And oh. that that was the ultimate superpower right there. Well, that's pure gold right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, and, and, and tell us, uh, what did you go to school for? I actually went to school for documentary filmmaking and communications because, like I said, I loved science. So I wanted to be one of those documentary filmmakers on Nova, you know, chasing the tornadoes in a truck and following Jacques Cousteau around. And my final semester, senior year of college, I got an internship with the documentary filmmaking unit of the United Nations. And I created a documentary for CNN on Bolivian children victims of the debt crisis. And by the time my time there was done, I decided I never, ever, ever wanted to do that again. 
Wow. So, so now I ended up with a college degree that I didn't know what to do with. So I graduated and looked at mom and said, hmm, she's she's storytelling. She's working with scientists. I can do that. And so that's how I got into corporate marketing in the STEM field. Wow, that's that's incredible. Um, and and it's so tell us some about um, I mean, I know you talk about science and, and uh, you were those some of your hobbies. What other interests did you have uh, while you were growing up? Oh, while I was growing up, it was primarily science. I'm an inveterate reader. Uh, like I said, I taught myself how to read when I was two and a half. So by the time I started wow. kindergarten, I was bringing in my favorite books like Murder at the v- Vicarage by Agatha Christie. And in second grade, I had a teacher who everyone else was learning basic reading skills and she taught me speed reading. So yeah, now I can read your average Stephen King novel in about two hours. Of course, the problem with this is it wasn't until the first day of college that they discovered I was dyslexic. So that probably would have been a lot easier if they caught that, oh, a decade earlier. Wow, that's something truly amazing that uh, I didn't know, Meryl. Thank you for sharing for that. That's wow, that, that you were able uh, to have all the to even even at an early age, you know, that you were able to read and you had all these adversities. Um, that's truly amazing. I always say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and you got to make your weakness your strength. And mm-hmm. uh, and there's a lot of famous people, um, you know, I believe uh, Jay Leno uh, mm-hmm. is one of those that, 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 that they are successful people that you can. It's just the, the only difference is that the, our brains are wired differently. That's all. And- oh, absolutely. Well, I taught myself how to read pictographically. So I read by the shape of the word, not by the individual letters. So, yeah, I can re- read a novel very quickly. Ask me to spell anything. That's going to be a bit of a challenge. <laughs> well, thank God for Grammarly and other oh, yes. and all that, other stuff that is out there. to do. Yes, because I, I understand your, your uh, Senator, because of me, I wasn't born in this country, you know, in, in uh, 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 English was a secular language for mm-hmm. me. So even to this day, even writing for me, um, I still uh, have some a little bit of anxiety because, mm-hmm. you know, you always want to make it right and proper grammar and, you know, and all that stuff. So I still have that that's so wow that's that's truly amazing Meryl thank you again for sharing that uh and I always say people that you know I always say this that's your superpower you Mm -hmm. have your superpower which is speed reading that's amazing I wish I had that superpower (laughs) (laughs) um let me ask you a question what was your last nine to five job I was director of marketing for a large law firm up in Connecticut oh wow and um, what made you decide to go on your own? Like, what made you decide to leap from the, your regular nine to five to just go out on your own? And Well, I had and- actually decided before I started that first job. I was working with, again, I worked with a lot of large scientific and technology companies. And one of the last ones I had worked with just got up by- bought out by a large mega national that one wanted everyone to move. And everyone in my company said, no. And so that's when I decided, okay, I've been thinking about starting my own agency for years. This is a perfect time to start. And about two days after I left that job, I got a call from a headhunter saying, my uncle owns this law firm and they're B2B and they've never really had marketing before. Can can you come in and start a marketing department for them? Which I had done several times. I've built marketing departments from scratch for several small companies. And so I went in with this law firm naively thinking that lawyers thought of themselves as businessmen and suddenly realized that, no, we're not a business firm. So 
learning the way that lawyers do business and teaching the way that people should do business, it was a very good two years. And when I finally started my own agency, I now work with a lot of lawyers because I know what they're looking for and I know how to work with them. Um, were you scared and nervous when you went on your own? Not really, because at that point I was ready. I had done a lot of preliminary work. I had done a lot of freelance work over my time. So at this point was, it's just simply taking what I already knew and just taking that step to launch it myself. Wow. Now, this is the part of our meeting that I like to say, um, a, you know, I like to call the, the golden nugget. Mm -hmm. uh, it, what, what piece of information you'd like to share to help out others and in, in, that you do to better themselves or better their business? Any valuable information, um, anything positive, anything good that we can say, oh, wow. You know, I always say you want to uh, share this, uh, this, this audio so that you can have your friends and we play it back and hear it. So this is the, the important thing. So what piece of information could leave us we could find the golden piece of nugget? Well, you actually said it in the intro. No one wants to hear your sales pitch. Everyone wants to hear your story. So if you go in sounding like I have something, give me money people are just going to turn you off. It's that automatically, it's the reason people skip over commercials. So if you introduce yourself and start trying to do a sales pitch, people are just going to turn you off, turn off. But however, if you tell a story about what you do, if you tell a success story about one of your clients, if you show the joy of who are you, what are you doing, and why are you doing it? I'm going to listen to it. Even if I'm not going to be one of your clients, I'll probably be so impressed that when I meet someone who can be a potential client, I'll remember you and I'll refer you. If you just stand there and try to do a sales pitch, I'm not only going to get turned off, I'm not going to remember you 15 minutes after you walk away. Well, thank you. And I always say people do business whom they like and they trust. So mm -hmm. and this is one way to show value to people. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, if you immediately start a conversation with a sales pitch, no one will trust you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a quick turnoff. I, I agree with you 100%. Um, so tell us about a typical day for Merrill in your, in, in your, um, how, in your company, in your world. What does it look like? A typical day for you? How does it look like? Well, as you know, solopreneurs don't have typical days. Mm -hmm. we, we have the greatest plans all the time, but things pop up. I could be working on one project and suddenly I get a new client. So I have, I have something different to put on the to-do list. So my to-do list is pretty much written in pencil and is constantly changing. And with some clients, I help them with marketing plans. I tell them a marketing plan is never written in stone. It's written in Etch-a-Sketch. It's try this, does it work? Great, double down. Try this, does it work? No, well, was it because it was a bad idea or was it a good idea done badly? It's that constant exploration. Again, it's a science. It's the, I have a hypothesis, let's test this. Does it work? No, okay, that gives me an answer. Let's try something different. And, and um, you're very methodical, by the way. Did you set your goals when you first started your business? Did you set up this? I had basic goals, but again, they were flexible because when I first started, I had a very different idea of what I wanted to do. Within three months, I realized I had to modify a bit. Three months after that, I went, hey, wow, this is much more successful than I thought. And what I'm doing here, no one seems to care about. Let me pivot. So it's the ability to set 
general goals, but being able to pivot a lot. And so during the pandemic, I was actually busier than I was pre-pandemic because I did all the pivoting early before the world changed. Oh, wow. And um, speaking of pivoting, did, um, did you belong to any organizations or did you leave any organizations or do you, are you still in any organizations uh, that has helped your business? Oh, many of them. A, a lot of networking. One of the things I do is just talking to other small business owners, even if they have nothing to do with what I do. It's constantly learning. How do you do this? How does that work? And sharing the knowledge I've learned. When I first started Smith Douglas, the first thing I did was went to my local chapter of SCORE and said, okay, I want to start an agency. I know all the things about marketing. What's a PL? How do I start an LLC? Do I have to pay taxes? Everything I needed to know about the business side of running a business. And that's something I'm still learning. And that's one thing I love about networking and talking to other small business owners is they may be doing things that could help my business that I never even thought of. And speaking of networking, we could talk about winning on Wednesday. I know mm -hmm. you're you are my co-host. You Absolutely. Co <laughs> and we started what three years ago, something like that. Just about, years? yeah. Yeah, three years ago, right after the pandemic. I remember mm -hmm. that uh, we used to meet uh, uh, at the uh, at a pizza store, and I know you weren't part of that. Uh, no, I wasn't. I uh, your brother actually introduced me to Wow. Oh wow, <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mo Mauricio Vides. That's my brother. So thanks yeah, he he is my web designer, and I met him at another networking group and he came up to me and said I've seen your website and I cringed because I designed my own website and I knew it was awful but I was going to get around to fixing it someday and he just smiled and said give me your password your website hurts my soul I'm giving you a new one wow <laughs> and he's my he's been my web guy ever since excellent excellent um, and then, you know, my brother and I, we work together. We have mm -hmm. separate companies, but yep. I have to tell you, this is the best, probably the best thing I did because my brother and I, we are 14 years apart mm -hmm. and, uh, we basically, um, I, he wanted to work for my company and I said to him, you know, if you screw up my clients, I'm going to kill you better. <laughs> yeah. Better. Yeah. Just start up your own company. And I gave him the resources and all the tools and everything. Mm -hmm. and he took the ball and ran it. And I'm very proud of him. He's just taken, he's just started, he has his own clientele. Mm -hmm. And what's the beauty of it is that we share uh, clients too, because mm -hmm. he specializes in social media and I do uh, SEO and, mm -hmm. and other stuff. So it's really nice that we can, can get you can collaborate. And like you just said that you, um, we, we work together mm -hmm. and it's nice when you do that when you find people in networking and that's what uh, the networking is all about is how are people supposed to know what you do how are people are supposed to recommend you you have to i always say a closed mouth doesn't get fed so you mm -hmm. can, and you consistently you have to be there and i have to say of all the people meryl you have been the most consistent people person and and mm -hmm. wow i really you haven't you've been there all the time and i'm like wow and that shows a great value you know, mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to be honest that that's what blew me away about you. And when I had the opportunity to do a podcast interview, I, it was a no brainer. I said, like, mm -hmm. let's just do it because it's a, a way for me to say thank you for all these years that you have supported me. And wow, mm -hmm. I just want to say thank you so much uh, uh, for, for all that you have done. And, um, you know, and, and, and we're speaking of wow to so tell us another story. Do you have any success stories about wow that impacted your business that you like to share? with? Well, someone? one thing people need to realize when they're networking is they're just not networking with the people in that particular networking meeting. I recently got a client 
from somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who knew someone in WOW. So somebody in WOW was at another networking meeting and someone went up to him like, do you know anyone who does podcasts? And he's like, oh yeah, I, I know. And it turns out that the person was asking, heard from another person in a different networking group who had heard from someone else in a different networking group. So that was four degrees of separation. So one of the things I always tell people who are networking is, it's great if you have your 30-second pitch and whatnot. I'm not going to remember that. Give me something concrete to remember you about. I call it a carrier pitch that I can carry to other networking groups. So if someone says, hey, do you know, know anyone who does this? I'm going to remember you. And especially if you're doing something relatively common, if you're a financial advisor, if you're a real estate agent, I've met a couple of hundred of you. What can you tell me about yourself that's going to make me remember you? So when someone asks, hey, Meryl, do you know a real estate agent? I'm going to go, yeah, I know someone you should talk to. No, and I always say you could be in a room with a hundred financial advisors. Mm hmm you're going to do business with one because you're going to do the business with the one that you like mm -hmm. and trust. And always do one-on-ones, even if it's someone you would never think would be useful because you're not networking only to find potential clients. You're also networking to find potential collaborators. One of our financial advisors said, oh, Meryl, I'd love to do a one-on-one. -on -one. And my first thing is, oh, God, another financial advisor. I'm going to hear another sales pitch. But I'm like, fine, absolutely. I set up a one-on-one. -on -one. And one of the first things he said was, well, one, I, I'm a financial advisor, but I also do voiceover work. Do you ever hire people who do VO work? I'm like, oh, Oh, absolutely. So we had a very different conversation than I thought we were going to. So absolutely. Talk to a lot of people. I spoke to someone else who I didn't think was going to be a real match, but it turned out his wife was looking someone to help with a podcast. So have a one on one. Talk to people, even if you never think in a million years that they'll ever be a client for you. Wow, that's that's really a wow. <laughs> and Meryl, what is the best way to contact you? I am good with email, which is mll at smithdouglas with two s's dot com. You can also visit my website at smithdouglas with two s's dot com. And Meryl, I always say this to you uh, in our meetings. If you guys go come to our meetings, you'll understand why you'll get it. Uh, you sound like a broken record. Can you say it one more time? Because I say that all the time in our uh, question of the week. Mm -hmm. So can you say it one more time? So for our listeners and, and also for our audio recording. So go ahead. Oh, one absolutely. More time. Email is mll at smithdouglas with two s's dot com. And that's also my website. All right. Well, thank you so much, Meryl. It's been wonderful uh, and really I really thank you on the bottom of my heart. Thank you for all the help you have done for all these years and to be in support and working with my brother and family, everybody. Just wanted to say thank you. Thank oh, thank you. you. All right, listen, have a great day. And, and everybody, thank you for, uh, for listening and we'll be back next week. Thank you so much.